This is my last stick of gum. I'm gonna cut it up so everybody else gets some. Except for Asher Bonapel, who says my haircut makes me look like I'm Ohenjo Darin. Hey, Asher Bonapel, I'm a Mesopotamian. Sargon Hammurabi, Asher Bonapel, and Gilgamesh. What? Hi, welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, guys. My name is Tim Blay. And I am Tom Zalatni. And we are... Oh. Ke- I, wow, I almost said, and we are Kevin Nine. We used to be Kevin Nine. We used to be a band called Kevin <laughs> Nine, and we would introduce ourselves like that every time. Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Tim. And we're Kevin Nine. Kevin Nine. Yeah, and this next song is called Up for Discussion. Actually, it's called The Mesopotamians by They Might Be Giants. Okay, yeah, I was wondering what that was. Yeah, yeah. I've been obsessed with that song this week. I don't know why. I just like I was I was rewatching a bunch of Crash Course World History, mm-hmm. and then on like one of the first episodes was, was about the Mesopotamians, right? Right. And it mes- it mentioned King Ashurbanipal, and that song sprung into my head. And then in a later episode, John Green was talking about Istanbul and Constantinople, and was like, that was the source of the only hit that they might be giants ever had. Wow. And then I thought of it again, and then I looked it up, and now I'm listening to it like five times a day. Fair enough. So yeah. What's up with you? Uh, I listened to uh, the Sam Palladio and Claire Bowen cover of Beauty and the Beast like a thousand times this week. Sam Palladium? It's the one that I sent you there with the Nashville people. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They good old harmonies. Daddy yeah. likes. Really good. Really Daddy good. likes. Man, I cannot believe it's already October. I can't believe it's not butter, though. YouTube sensation reality TV star Tim Blay? That's right, Tom. Yay. Wow, I can't believe it, but why are you here? Um, because we do a podcast together uh, every week, and you are a silly piece of garbage. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, we didn't see you guys there listening to this podcast on your mobile devices or computer machines. <laughs> it's really nice of you to listen to us week after week. This show isn't made entirely by your support and encouragement because of listeners tom wrote this whole script <laughs> but, but we didn't rehearse it yet yeah and i can't read scripts live what do you think i am an actor i don't know man i thought maybe you could read i don't know but anyways if you go to um patreon.com slash up for discussion <laughs> that's my line <laughs> you can get exclusive stuff like hand-drawn art shout outs cheeseburgers and so much more and everyone who pledges at least five bucks a month gets to suggest a topic of conversation for an upcoming episode think about it five bucks a month that's less than a cup of coffee a week that's less than a fancy starbucks drink every month less than 10 bucks a month tim is one of the smartest people i am and so is patrick from canada who pledged five dollars and per month and is our first patron so a shout out to him um if you want to be cool and smart like patrick go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and support the show support the show for the love of god um yeah and while you're at it uh go to the cbc land on sunday because i'm going to be on a cbc show uh, at 8 o'clock on Sunday, October the 11th. It's called Canada's Smartest Person. Mm. Well, bippity-boppity, give me that zoppity. Let's get this podcast <laughs> I really started. don't understand how you write scripts, man, man. I don't even understand how you read scripts. Guys, we're doing a special format again this week. Uh, it's just me and T-Bone over yeah, just here. just the two of us. T-bone, we're going to get deep again. T-Zone. Maybe we're going to get deep. Maybe mm-hmm. we're going to remain shallow. Maybe we'll get T-Boned in our T-Zones. I don't know what that means. Me neither. Okay. Uh, we've got this button here in the middle when you hear this sound. It means that one of us got uncomfortable and wanted to change the subject. We're doing this again? That's great. <laughs> yeah, we are. You want to start us off with something? What okay. do you want to talk about? Um, actually, how about you start us off with a little monologue? A monologue? About what 
you have learned in driving school. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's very simple. A 10-word a ten essay right now, a 10-word verbal essay monologue. What I learned in driving school is... So I went to driving school back in the day, and I found it really important for learning one thing in particular, and that is that you should always carry two pieces of identification with you. And I will tell you why, because I went to driving school. I didn't actually go to driving school. I just got the driving school classes, and I brought them home, and I did them on my computer because back in the day they were... You know, they were like on a CD-ROM because those were still a thing and you would put it in your computer and you would just you would just do different like you would just basically do the test of driving school like a hundred times until you actually knew how to drive. Um, But not like not like drive, drive, just take the test so you could be a learner so that you could start to learn how to drive. So I did this and it was real easy and I read some book and I aced all the quizzes and I was like, yeah, I should do that. I should get my driver's license. And then I went to the actual place where you do the actual exact same test, but on their computers in order to get my driver's license so I could become a upstanding member of society and learn how to drive. But instead of doing that, I forgot to bring a second piece of ID and then they wouldn't allow me to take the test. And then a couple of months later, they changed the age limit. So you had to be 18 to get your learner's permit. And then they also made it obligatory that you do a whole bunch of other classes and stuff and actually go to driving school. And now I'm 25 and I still don't have my driver's license and I'm all alone. So what did you learn? Nothing. Nice. Patrick, our our subscriber, Patreonsman, yeah. uh, has a question for us this week. And he says, uh, what are some of your favorite life experiences slash lessons? Well, driving school was not one of them. <clears throat> no, me neither. I went to driving school. Yeah? I did the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I have my learner's permit. Uh, And I just need to like take the the exams to graduate and get my full license, but I just keep not doing it. (laughs) Do you still remember? Like, when's the last time you drove, actually? The last time I drove was probably in the spring. Was it for driving school? No. (laughs) I was just practicing. I see. Yeah, no, because I have to take, uh, in order to get your full license here in Quebec, beautiful Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yep. Home of the Expos, not anymore. And home of pigeons. Home of Ash Ketchum. Home of raccoons. Home of the free. Land of the slave. Yeah. Uh, in order to get your, your your good old driver's license here, you need to, uh, to pass two tests. One of them is a written test where mm-hmm. they ask you a bunch of questions. And the other is a driving test where you drive. Yeah. Uh, and I, you have to pass the written one first. And I failed it the one time I actually took it, and then I kept rescheduling the makeup test, and it's been a year and a half. Wait, so you still have to do a written test? Yeah. But you'd had to do one of those to get your learner's permit, and now you have to do another one? Yep. Wow, that's a... Quebec, what you doing? Making it hard for us to drive and kill people while driving. What is this? Classic Quebec. (sighs) Hmm. So things we've... What is it? Life experiences and lessons we've learned? Hmm. Hmm. Well... So I think the one like significant lesson that I've learned is that like the the biggest obstacle to doing what you want to do is yourself, right? Huh. Like and I don't mean that in like a the way of like you know you literally have to like punch yourself in the face in order to 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 get where you want to go. Like there there's no like depends where you want to go, I suppose. No, I mean like there's no like physical like you're not a clone of yourself. And but your like, clone's not stopping you from... But, like, if you want to get into the Guinness Book of Re- Records for the amount of times someone has punched themselves in the face, you might be stopping yourself in a more direct way by not punching your face all the time. Oh, man. You know? Does someone have that world record? I don't know. They de- There's definitely a world record for, like, you know, most clothespins pinned to your face. Really? Yeah. What is it? It's, like, several hundred. Gross. One of these guys with, like, ultra-stretchy <clears throat> skin. 
Mm-hmm. He just has like no elastin in his skin, so it just stretches way, way, way out. I realized earlier I was leaning against my desk chair at my office and I like reached down toward my back and I found that there was a, a flap of skin that was kind of hanging over. The- this is gross. Wait, what? <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Guys, welcome to Up for Discussion, the only cod pod. <laughs> the only cod pod. <laughs> Tom was about to come out as a kangaroo. I think that's what was happening. <laughs> I but keep I- my children in my back. Um, and speaking of keeping children in the back, uh, in order to do the things that you need to do, you sometimes have to treat your doubts like children in the backseat of a car. Uh, oh, hmm. shit. I just took that so full circle. Wow. I? Metaphors. Because uh, sometimes when you're driving with your childrens, uh, they'll be yelling at you, right? And they'll be like, Dad, I want to play Mario Brothers. And you're like, shut up, kid. I'm driving. But if you just acknowledge them and say no and then keep driving, it's better than if you like ignore them and like let the noise build up. Right. Because then they're like, Dad, 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 Dad. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want your kids going, Dad. And so the the way that this relates to like how we treat our, our own doubts and insecurities in getting through with the stuff that we want to do is that like we're always going to have those doubts. You're always going to have those thoughts in your mind of like, oh, I don't have enough time to do this or I'm not good enough at this or like maybe I should do this instead. And if you like acknowledge those thoughts and like put them aside and say, no, OK, but actually I'm going to focus on this, you'll actually get them done instead of like dwelling on those things. Right. That's what I've been told about like meditation slash like meditative prayer type things. Exactly. That like you, if you try to think of nothing and just like try to force everything away and not acknowledge it, then it's just going to build up and, you know, you end up, you know, just feeling like you can't do it because you can't just clear your mind. Right. But if you take a moment to be like, oh, yeah, there's a distraction. Okay, fine. I know about it. I'll put it aside. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how you like slowly quiet your mind and get into like a meditative state. That's it. Yeah. And so like that, that meditation practice, like that goes beyond just meditation, right? Like that needs to go to the rest of your life too. That mm. needs to be something that you do just in order to focus, right? Because meditation is essentially focusing on nothing or like focusing right. on like like centeredness right focusing on in yeah yeah internal something i don't i don't even know yeah and like not much of a meditator yeah well i mean i i used to meditate a lot and like the reason that you meditate is so that like you have that space and that like quiet that you can rest in that will let you sort of have energy later to do other things right and so like those principles that you put into like maintaining that restful mindset of like you know really really focusing on one thing at a time and just hammering at it and doing it amazingly well like that has to happen in the things that you want to get done as well right so yeah that's true i found that actually i think i've found that in its own negative i guess in like sort of the space that i get into when i get stuck in a like an unproductive spot where i'm not getting anything done right and it's it's that i get into this cycle <clears throat> where i have like i feel really stressed out and i have no energy to do anything but instead of like calming myself down, I'll distract myself with like YouTube or, or like scrolling through Facebook and things that actually make you more distracted and more stressed out, even as you you think of them as a break. And then you go back to what you were doing and you feel like you're even less rested than before you rested. Yeah. Well, that's it. Because like the only real rest is in stuff that's less stimulating than what you usually do. Yeah. And so like if you're working on YouTube videos or if you're working on music and you want to take a break, you shouldn't take a break by watching other YouTube videos or listening to other music. Like, True. that's not actually restful. That's that's just going to continue to keep you in the same mindset and, like, stress you out. But then what should you do to take a rest? 
mm. that sort of thing. Rub one out. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I find uh, for me it's food. Ah, food tends to be the great like de-stressor. That's true. That would be a solution to both the fact that I never feel like I have time to cook and the fact that I always waste too much time doing things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. I honestly like I find making the time to cook is one of the best things. Yeah. Because then you you have food, which is never a bad thing. That is true. Uh, and it's I don't know. I find it really peaceful. Yeah. Like, like there's a it's a totally different headspace, especially if you're in a, in a type of job where you're not putting things together you're not moving around and you're mm-hmm. not uh, you know building something immediate like cooking is sort of all of those things yeah exactly that's cool yeah like i i will often come home after a long day of work and like want to cook and then i'll spend like an hour making lasagna and that lasagna will be gone by the end of the following day yeah and i'll maybe get indigestion and feel bad all weekend but like <laughs> it's worth it hashtag something this weekend man wait aren't you lactose intolerant so i'm lactose intolerant but i can handle cheese to an extent you can handle cheese like it's not good yeah like i can deal with a certain amount of it but like i really shouldn't eat like a third of a lasagna in the same day that's fair enough or no i think i yeah i ate a third of a lasagna on saturday and like a lot of blue cheese (laughs) Uh, (laughs) maybe you're uh Maybe you're fungus intolerant. I don't think so. intolerant. I think I just, I think I'm just fat intolerant. I think I just put too much, too much cheese into my body for one day. Someone was asking a question on Facebook the other day of like, when Quebecers refer to blue cheese, what cheese are they actually referring to? Because there's a lot of different kinds of moldy cheese. Oh yeah. There's like Roquefort and I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. But like we have, we just talk about blue cheese and we'll like be like, oh, yeah, it's a blue cheese poutine or like a blue cheese, whatever else. But right. like, what is the classic Quebec blue cheese? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was eating a Rockford. OK, but I have no idea. Like, yeah, that's weird. Who knows? Huh. Uh, something that I think that I've learned in my life, sort of life lessons. I've had two. I don't know. I I say that I've had two kind of opposite life lessons concerning people mm-hmm. um, because I think, I don't know, have I talked about this in the podcast before? Maybe. Um, Being a misanthrope early in life, um, sort of as a homeschooled kid, I grew up like not having, not having many friends and being like perfectly okay with that. It's like, oh yeah, I've got a couple of friends. I saw them a couple of weeks ago. Eh, I can go a while without like (laughs) seeing them again, you know? And I would just like, like I had my, my siblings for one thing, but also like I was very fine with just like doing my schoolwork and then like reading for the rest of the day and like that, you know, maybe watching some TV and like that was it. Right. Right. And I didn't feel this need to socialize particularly. Um, and then I, I went to school and my first real encounter of people was people that I really disliked, you know, (laughs) and like school culture where, especially as a homeschooled kid, you feel like really alienated. Everybody's like swearing a blue streak and they're all talking about things that you have no context for and feel out of the loop for and, you know, how drunk they're going to get at the next house party and eh, just stuff that I had forget like caring about it or not caring it. I just didn't have the ability to like enter into that conversation right. in any sense. Yeah. Like you did, you couldn't relate. And so you couldn't decide if you cared or not. Yeah. And then those are the, those are the nice people. And then the mean people are, you know, the ones that, you know, go around bullying people and making like horrible comments about them and stuff. So like my overall impression of people was like either they're either they're terrible or I just don't care about them. Right. For like most of high school. So even my two friends were kind of like 
misanthropic with me and we'd like walk around the halls just mocking everybody. Was this uh, Hershey Squirts and the other guy? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Hershey Squirts and Son of Dick if you're watching. There we go. Son of listening. Dick. Um, but yeah, but then it was sort of like my first realization about people was that people are actually like me and actually mm. cool. Right. Because I think I had this sense in high school that number one, I was like other from everybody. Right. Like I was, I was like an observer of humanity as opposed to like actually humanity. Okay. Um, and then it was actually like your group of like Emmaus people mm-hmm. that I met at, at this camp one summer that was actually like, oh no, these people are like me and I like them. So that was my first realization was like, em- you know, the basis of empathy is that all people share you know, commonalities and everybody actually feels super awkward a lot of the time. Right. Um, and also people can be really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that carried me for a long time. And then I think a few years later, my other sort of counter realization was that people are also not like me. Right. Because I think I went to a bit of the opposite extreme where my only way of empathizing was to presume that someone felt and was the same way that I feel and am. Okay. And that fundamentally, like if I didn't understand or like if someone was doing something that I would be doing because I was like seeking attention or I was just like, you know, didn't want to try harder. It was because that person was seeking attention or didn't want to try harder, you know? Right. Um, but actually, you know, that person comes from a very different place than me mm-hmm. and often has a very, you know, good reason for that behavior or for like needing to be that way or whatever. So right. like understanding that in fact, you will never really know what it's like to be another person. You can just sort of guess at some ways that they might be like you. Right. Um, and that, I guess that balance. Yeah, that's that, interesting. Yeah, you never really, I don't even really know where I am on that now, but it's been sort of levels of bouncing back and forth between those extremes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that it's that social intelligence thing of like having to kind of realize that there are people who are like you and there are people who are not like you and that both those types of people are important. Yeah. And that it's okay to not be totally sure how to relate to those people. <laughs> I don't know. Like fundamentally, everybody does have like, I think that the basic emotions feel the same mm-hmm. to people. But what actually makes them go through those and what their solutions are for given situations are not going to be yours. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Patrick, those are our interesting life lessons and experiences for you if you have an interesting life lesson or experience write a very long comment on our soundcloud page oh man that'd be so much fun like uh, like right here and then we can just have a whole wall of comments like right on this spot in the oh, soundcloud that'd be so much fun yeah if you're listening on soundcloud it doesn't even matter if you actually have an answer to that just write something right on that spot yeah that'd be cool yeah and we could just have a big a glom of comments a glom also, I liked how you used social intelligence. Was that a was that a thing that you a phrase that you used like before I started talking about Canada's smartest person? Uh, you know, it was it was occasionally something that I would think about, like, but I think I would usually think of it as like social savvy. Yeah, or whereas, like like specifically ability. like social intelligence is something that I didn't think about that phrase until last night actually. Yeah, cuz cuz like I'm finding that too in the past little while like yeah. I'm okay, so for those of you who haven't seen the show, um, it breaks down intelligence into six components. There's logical intelligence, vis- visual, uh, linguistic, social, physical, and musical intelligences. And they all have their own d- definitions that you can go look up if you want. Um, but yeah, I've been finding that the process of being on this show is making me see so many different things mm-hmm. in, in that lens. And like, maybe it's a good thing. 
maybe it's just, you know, something that I've has been forced on me and now I have a vested interest in because, you know, I'm on the TV show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that the idea of social intelligence is a, a real thing and a significant thing. Like, yeah, of course. I know it due to my lack of it. <laughs> well, I mean, people will see just how socially intelligent you are on Sunday at 8 p.m. Yes, they will. And I think they, the social intelligence component, more than anyone else, is the one that people have predicted correctly in my own circle how right. I will do at it. <laughs> um, and that I think myself I predicted correctly. Hmm. Because better at relating to screens and cameras and microphones mm-hmm. and I, guitars you know it's weird to, to some extent i feel that but on the other hand like i feel like people think that i'm good at talking to people hmm. i'm really not i'm really not like good at social interactions but i just play up like i don't know like i put on this facade of like people person hmm. but in reality like talking to people like this i'm okay with but like I don't know, like on a Sunday morning at church, like interacting with a bunch of people in a row is like, uh, kill me. Mm. I I think I, once I have an in, I'm pretty good like talking to people mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's been been a lot of practice. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. And that's what, you know, people say when you, as you get older, you kind of fill in your gaps, right? Mm-hmm. People are much more extreme introverts or extroverts when they're young and yeah. then they kind of gravitate towards the mean. But I think my problem is that if I'm not currently talking to someone, like getting into that initial interaction, I do not know how to do. So yeah. like at a party, like, you know, I think this relates to our wedding conversation, oh, but often weddings. I'll find myself outside of every conversation yeah, with no idea how to go into one. Well, that's a, uh, that's why I like hanging out with you. Cause last night when we were at your sister's place and like Des and Katarina started talking about something and yeah. like your sister and Sarah started talking about something. And then we kind of looked at each other and you were like, do you want to look at Kanye doing things? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I do, Tim. Yes, I do. Uh, Kanye doing things is fun. Oh, yeah. Especially that umbrella picture. Oh, my God. I just love Kanye. Why do you love Kanye? Because I, I don't know much about Kanye. The only things I know about Kanye is when Kanye like appears on you know, a news article because he did something egomaniacal. Mm-hmm. So I love Kanye as a character because I think that he, I mean, you know, his public appearances and stuff, I'm sure are not entirely what he's like as a person. Mm. Um, it's like a played up version of whatever he's really like. Uh, and I think that that character is brilliant, but I also just really like his music. Okay. So he's got that double thing for me of being an artist that I enjoy listening to a lot and also of just being a fascinating character to like watch in the real world. And on social media and whatnot. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's why I like Kanye. Hmm. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a character. I'll give you that. And I feel like he can get away with shit that other people can't get away with. True. Because he's Kanye. That's and kind y- of his game. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I want you to monologue for a couple of minutes because I want to look something up. <laughs> oh, stress. Okay. Uh, uh, I can, monologue I monologue about stress. Go. Oh, man. Stress. Okay. So, uh, I am a person who gets stressed out pretty easily. Um, when I was younger, I really, really thought that I was more like Chandler or Joey. Uh, I'm talking about friends right now for those of you who've never watched it. Okay. It's all on the Netflix. Uh, so if you want to open up your Netflixes and watch it together, uh, you can start at episode one, the pilot, uh, and continue from there. Uh, and so I, as a youngsman really thought that I related hardest to Chandler, uh, who is sort of the sarcastic, funny guy on the show. Uh, Tim has just taken my phone. Okay. I have no idea why. Um, <clears throat> but in reality, I found that the older I get, the more I relate to Monica, 
and Ross. Interesting. Who are both like a little more neurotic, a little more stressed out, and a lot more sort of the 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 parents of the group, I guess. Um, so Ross is very like insecure and very like like he needs to have things going his way. And Monica is a very kind of like neurotic person who makes sure that like everything is like functioning properly. And yeah. I've become a little bit more like that the older I get. Uh, and that leads me to situations where if stuff's not running well, I feel like it's my responsibility to fix it. Hmm. Uh, and so if I'm at church, uh, it doesn't help that I also am one of the people at church who actually knows how to do things uh, in regard to like the technical aspects. Okay. So like if there's problems with the sound or if there's problems with the PowerPoint, usually people turn to me and ask me to fix it, uh, which is fine most weeks. But if I'm on music, I can't fix the sound problems during the music. Right. Right. Uh, and so we had a sound problem on Sunday during the music. And I had to get down from the stage while we were doing music, like after the third song and like let my team do the rest and go down and fix stuff at the soundboard because the sound guy wasn't doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay with this every other week of the month, except the week where I'm doing music, please. And so I was really stressed out. And I think that that made me feel sick. Okay. Because like I felt sick on Saturday because of the lasagna thing. But Sunday morning, I woke up feeling fine. But then, like, halfway through the service, I just started getting this, like, mad migraine and, like, nausea and just feeling terrible. And it kind of knocked me out to, like, six or seven at night. Jeez. Yeah, good times. Are you okay? I'm good now. right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm done monologuing if you're... Nice. Yeah, (laughs) so um, Kanye made me think of something. Okay. And I'm sort of debating with myself right now whether I should tell you what this is or whether I should just... It's it's a like a personality quiz. Oh, do it, do it. Did, did you did you see this on my wall when I posted it? I don't week? think so. No. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna I'm like we can both do the personality quiz. Okay. Um, did you here. pull it up on if, my phone? I pulled it up on my phone. So okay. what I'd like you to do is write down like our scores for every oh, for every it. question because it's like one to five. Okay. Um, so, so I'll write like one slash yeah. four or whatever. So, yeah. So just yeah. So one is very characteristically un very uncharacteristic. Okay. Or strongly disagree. Two is uncharacteristic, three is neutral, Yeah. four is characteristic, and five is very characteristic or strongly agree. Okay, so okay. so we're we're ranking each of these things from one to five. Yeah, and just, okay. just like about yourself. So okay. what do you think? Um, so the first, the first thing, agree or disagree, I can become entirely absorbed in thinking about my personal affairs, my health, my hairs, or my cares, or my relations to others. Sorry, so I can become entirely consumed in caring about my health, my... About my, my personal affairs, my health, my cares, or my relations to others. Okay, I think I'm like a... I'm, I'm, I'm a four on there? I think I would put myself at about a four as well. Okay. Um, We're tied. Two, my feelings are easily hurt by ridicule or slighting remarks of others. Mm, I'm, I'm going to go like two. Really? Yeah. I would go... I, I think I, have, I would have to go for about a four on that. Well, like... It depends, because ridicule and slighting remarks don't really bother me. It's things that are actually true, right? Well... Like, they're sort of... I don't know. I think that's... I don't know. I would like to think that's true of me, but I I think there was definitely a situation recently where, like, someone said something that I knew wasn't true, and I actually took it, like, surprisingly hard. And even on myself, I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that of myself. Was it when I said that your beard looked girly? Mm, did you say that? No. That's not okay, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're you're a four on that would, one? Uh, yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to bump myself to a three. Okay. Um, number three. When I enter a room, I often become self-conscious and feel that the eyes of others are upon me. Five. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to put myself a five on that one as well. Um, four. I dislike sharing the credit of an achievement with others. One. Okay. I love it. 
I'm going to have to put that at about a four. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> this may, this may um, affect how we have worked together. No, no, it's good. Five, I feel that I have enough on my hands without worrying about other people's troubles. Mm. I mean, I do, but I also worry about other people's troubles anyway <laughs> yeah i think that's that's what i like i often feel like that but at the same time i think that yeah i i try not to let that stop me but i definitely do feel like that mm-hmm. quite a bit um, I'm, I'm gonna go four on that okay, one me too <laughs> um i feel that i am temperamentally different from most people mm. uh, i'm gonna say like two okay I would be, I, I guess I would say neutral. I don't really know what temperamentally means. It's like, but it's like in your like general, like attitude and, and emotional state at any given time. Right. Yeah. I would, I've, I would not disagree with that, but I would also not super hard agree with that. I would, I mm-hmm. would put myself about a three. Okay. Um, I often interpret the remarks of others in a personal way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, f- I'm going to go four on that. Yeah. I think I would go with two on that. I don't think I'd do that very much. Um, eight, I easily become wrapped up in my own interests and forget the existence of others. I have to go five on that one. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go a three cause I, I do that, but I also, well, that's it. It's like what I said before, like I, I end up very wrapped up in myself, but I also end up wrapped up in other people and then I just get extremely overwhelmed as a result. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think I actually genuinely... You know, when I'm doing YouTube videos or something, or like even when I'm not, you've seen this. I just forget everyone's existence. <laughs> oh, I've seen this <laughs> so much. Yeah, actually, I think I might even go to a two. Okay, because I I tend to like, especially when I'm getting too wrapped up in myself, my first instinct is always to like message someone else and see what they're doing. Hmm, that's a good philosophy. Well, or it's a distraction a mostly. <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, but probably better than just getting wrapped up in yourself and wallowing. Maybe. Depends how much you get done while you're wrapped up in yourself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, nine. I dislike being with a group unless I know that I am appreciated by at least one of those present. Ooh, five. Yeah. Really? Why would I ever want to be part of a group of people who I know don't appreciate me? That's some shit right there. <laughs> I guess so, but I wouldn't really think of it in that in those terms. Well, it's like what what is I I I dislike being in a group unless I know I'm appreciated by at least one of those present. I think that's fair. I think that yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. That doesn't affect me strongly. Okay, fair enough. Um, like I think I'm I'm okay with being in sort of a neutral group as long as the group is like doing something cool. Yeah, I don't. I okay. I've got to be. I need that affirmation. Okay, put me as a, as a three for that. I'm going um, five. <laughs> right. Um, I am secretly put out or annoyed when other people come to me with their troubles, asking for their time and sympathy. <laughs> 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 I'm going to put it as a three, like half the time I am. I'm going to put that as about a four. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am jealous of good looking people. Ooh, that's a five, <laughs> which is weird. Cause I'm not like, I'm not a bad looking person. I just feel like I could be more good looking. <laughs> and so every time I see people who have like got it all, I'm like, fuck you. Right. See, I'm more of people. I am more jealous of people who have really good looking significant others. But well, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think... It's weird because I, I don't really, maybe it's because you have a lot more of an ability to know when a guy is really good looking, mm-hmm. whereas I don't actually. Right. So I think I'm I'm going to have to, I probably have some of that. I don't know, three or four, do you think, for me? 
Okay. Well, I mean, you have to pick one. It's not. It's not my True. job to choose. For uh, you. A, a little bit. Let's go with four. Okay. For the significant others, anyways. I'm going five. Um, I tend to feel humiliated when criticized. Ooh. Huh. I'm, it, I'm it, trying it, to like think of like the last. Oh, last time I was criticized. And that's not to say that I don't get criticized, but I'm trying to remember how I felt the last time. I think for me, it depends entirely on whether I think it's true. Right. Like if, if someone criticized me and I'm like, holy crap, they're right. Then it's like the worst. Yeah. Like I am, I am just like curl up in a ball of shame. I think I'm, I'm actually better at dealing with like, like well-constructed criticism than I am at dealing with people who don't really know me. Hmm. Like when people criticize the life choices that I have made but don't really know like my thinking in them. I'm always like, yeah, and you can suck a dick. But yeah. when people are like, hey, that thing that you did wasn't that good, I'm usually like, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so then you don't sound like you were you were very humiliated in either way. No. Okay. So where would you put I'll yourself? go with a four, I guess. Okay. I think I'm going to go two. Okay. Um, I wonder why people aren't more appreciative of my good qualities. Damn, that's a five, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would... I, I'm I'm fairly neutral on that. I think I think I would go with three. Because sometimes I often I think that people are too forgiving of my terrible qualities as well. Fair enough. Um, I tend to see people as being either great or terrible. <laughs> yep, that's a five for me. I think I'm gonna have to put that as a five for me too. I have this thing where I I definitely have like a I don't know a honeymoon phase of mm-hmm. people where they're like amazing and then. They stress me out incredibly afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, we are we are scoring high on this this test. Yeah, generally. Um, you don't know what this test is for, right? No, I have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna guess that this test is how much are you Kanye? But <laughs> uh, no, no, not entirely. <laughs> All right. Um, although Kanye did make me think of it. Um, I sometimes have fantasies about being violent without knowing why. Uh, no, I always know why I want to be violent. I'm going to go one on that one. <laughs> I think the only time that I have felt like that is that I, I used to like, I used to think about how you could get away with murder if you just wanted to murder like a completely random person. Okay. Um, just, but not because I wanted to, just because I was like, but murder is like always, like always get caught like on all dramas and everything like how would you just like kill a random person i wonder if the murderer gets caught on how to get away with murder i haven't watched that show yet me either but alex was telling me about it today and he was like it's really good okay i don't know um i'm gonna go with two on that i'm gonna go wait what was that was the one that i adamantly said one yeah you adamantly said one on that (laughs) um i am especially sensitive to success and failure Mm, i'm gonna go four i would go four as well um I have problems that nobody else seems to understand. You know, I, I'm convinced of that a lot of the time, but it's not true. So hmm. <laughs> so what is that? Are we talking about? Because I think that I think that's what the question is asking. Like, are you do you often think that? Yeah, I as guess. opposed to like, you know, is it true? Because, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I do. I don't know. I feel like that's a three for me because I I will think that and then I'll tell someone and they'll be like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And I'll immediately stop thinking that. Hmm. So like because I've moved past that place of not being able to tell people because I don't think they'll think it. I think I'm more of a three. Nice. Um, for myself, I don't know. Sometimes I do have problems that no one else understands. But <laughs> oh, Mr. Big YouTube famous over here. It's with not so much YouTube, YouTube famous problems. It's, it's not the YouTube problems. It's more like, for example, like 
living with addicts kind of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that, those kind of things, like, you know, often people don't understand them. But right. uh, uh, I don't know. Four. Put me a four for that. All right. um, I try to avoid rejection at all costs. Ooh. Uh, put me a five. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go four because I, I challenge myself. Like I have this crest of courage tattoo to remind myself that it's okay to get rejected right. and that you need to just be brave and do things sometimes. Oh, I know it's okay to get rejected. I just can't, you know, set myself up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I will set myself up for it, but only after about a hundred hours of, of avoiding it. Very nice. <laughs> um, my secret thoughts, feelings, and actions would horrify some of my friends. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go four. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I think I would go four too. Um, yeah. The thing is that part of me feels that that's because I have some very conservative. Yeah, uh, like, well, that's exactly friends. It. It's like if I told like if I told you about my like. Well, I do tell you know everything about me. Yeah, there is nothing that I have hidden from you except for like. The that size one of thing. my penis is the only thing you don't know about me. <laughs> Not yet. Average. Um, so, like, you know, I don't think my thoughts would scare you. But, yeah, for sure, our, our more conservative friends would be shocked at some of the things that I think and feel. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go forward, too. I can go forward <laughs> on that as well. Um, I tend to become involved in relationships in which I alternately adore and, despi- and despise the other person. Hmm. Not exclusively. Tend to, not only. Tend but. to. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say two. I don't tend to. Hmm. It happens. I feel like that happened for me fairly recently, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to put myself as a four on that as well. Even when I am in a group of friends, I often feel very alone and uneasy. Uh, who? Yeah, I'm gonna go. It can really vary for me. I'm gonna go three. I'm going to, I think I'm going to put myself as a two for that because if I have a group that's like, I actually consider friends, Mm -hmm. then usually not occasionally if they've all paired off. Right. Um, but generally not. Yeah. It's more groups of people I don't know as well. It really depends on what kind of text messages I've been receiving that day. (laughs) So you might withdraw, but you might be okay (laughs) with withdrawing. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um, I resent others who have what I lack. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about resent. I, I'm going to have to put myself a one for that. That's yeah, not really me. Too. me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I look at them and I'm like, damn, son, I want that. But I don't actually resent them. That's also, fun fact, that was your first one of the day. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, defeat or disappointment usually shame or anger me, but I try not to show it. Uh, I'm going to go like three. Um, yeah, it really depends on my attitude going into it. Like whether, I don't know, I'm going to say three as well. All right. Um, that is the end of the questionnaire. <clears throat> so really what we should do now is add up our scores. Oh, God damn it. Um, wait, can you pass me that? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Um, so, so while I'm actually, do you need can, a... can you, would you be able to add these up so I can tell you while you're doing it what, okay. the, what yeah. this means? That sounds um, good. So what we had a pencil. <laughs> yeah, probably. You have an iPad there. Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> with a calculator on right. it. Right. So what we have been doing is we have been testing whether or not we are what is called a sensitive narcissist. Um, so it's the, this is an article that I, I looked up. Um, it, was, it was based on the premise that a lot of, you know, these, these like introvert quizzes where it's like, are you an introvert? Or like 23 signs that you're like 
inter- unmistakably an introvert or like I'm cool with the, f- you know, I'm good because I hate people. This you know, doesn't have a quizzes. calculator on it. It doesn't? <laughs> I'm mad at you now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> make me do um, math and you shit. You can Google. Google. Okay. I'll, do, I'll just do the math. Okay. Um, but basically what it says is that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the things that show up on these lists are not particularly signs of introverts. They're signs of being a narcissist. Um, and that's <laughs> the case it makes. And it, it, the reason why I thought of Kanye um, was just that there, are, there was this test that showed up that kind of blew this person's mind. Um, seven signs that Kanye West is secretly an introvert um, instead of being a narcissist. Um, and so this person put together a list of, um, yeah, are you a covert narcissist? Um, and okay. You got 83. I got 83. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there, there's sort of two, two types of narcissism. There's like the grandiose version where you're like, you believe that you're the head of the world and everything. And then there's sort of the, the more vulnerable sensitivity type, which is like hypersensitivity, introversion, defensiveness, and like anxiety and vulnerability. Right. Um, but either way, what's going on is that like, you're sort of you're more wrapped up in your own head and about yourself and the way you relate to the world than sort of other people. Okay. Uh, um, so I got an 83. Have you got yours yet? Uh, almost. Well, I got 74. Okay. Um, so you are the average score on the scale is in the mid 60s. Um, if your score <laughs> hovered around that range, you're average in covert narcissism, narcissism. But if you scored over 82. You score high in covert <laughs> narcissism. And if you scored over 97, then you are a card-carrying narcissist. Um, so I would... S- where? So I'm 83? Yeah. Just made the cut. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was an interesting thing, just like thinking about the way that we talk about um, like introversion and stuff. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time I find that like, like talking, I get into the habit of thinking of being an introvert because of sort of the dialogue that's going around these days about like my own sensitivity and my own anxiety is often sort of like a weird source of pride. Right. In some ways, you know, that like, for example, like sort of the stuff we were talking about a few weeks ago, like on the the wedding podcast, like it was good to get that out there. Um, But at the same time, I felt like weirdly proud of the fact that I'm like bad at social situations and like listening back to that thinking like thinking like oh yeah it's good that like people understand this about me now and then I was like wait a minute but that's actually like you know really I should be changing myself so that I don't like not know how to behave in social situations huh you know I don't know yeah I mean I guess that's like that's what the internet has done to us right it's like it's made it more socially acceptable to be bad at being social yeah and so like to Which is like put it it's, out there that you are bad at that makes you, you know, one with the internet a little bit more, which yeah. is what everybody wants to be, right? And I think it's like it's good to acknowledge that we have these flaws, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the like a lot of the there, there's a danger of responding to it as well. That's just me, and like there's nothing I can do, and it's everybody else's job to like, you know, conform to my specific, you know, anxieties in every situation, right? And I think like people do have to do that, but also we need, I think we need a balance of like, you know, like this is as far as I can go and I will go this far. And then the rest of the way, you know, if people are nice, they should help me out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. 
Well, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. And if you want to take that, we should have told them to take the test along with us at the time. Oh, that would have been smart. Um, but I didn't do that. <laughs> That's okay. So tell us if you're a covert narcissist. And uh, if you want to look that up, that article up, it's 23 signs that you're a covert narcissist or something like that. Covert narcissist is my favorite Call of Duty game. Really? No. Nice. I don't play those games. They're dumb. Why not? They're dumb. You're dumb. No. Well, yeah, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Your duty is dumb. Mm, don't call my duty dumb. Duty dumb. Oh. Dumb duty dumb duty 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 dumb duty dumb 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 duty dumb. I'm getting real salty now. Salty? You're making me mad. Hey, did you remember double salted licorice? Oh, don't talk about droppies. Oh, droppies. That's what don't they're called. Don't talk to me about droppies. Uh, Why not? Because I don't like those. That's true. Droppies are... Oh, man. For all you, all you uh, Dutch, is it Dutch? Dutch. Dutch people who really enjoy taking your beautiful, wonderful licorice and then Making soaking it, it in salt water for like a long time and then also covering it in salt. Uh, You're weird. It was bad. I mean, no offense. Everybody's culture is weird, but your culture is also weird. Man, don't even get me started on my culture. Your culture? Yeah, man. Your Hungarian culture? Yeah, man. What about it? I don't know. Fuck. Just a lot of paprika. Yeah, nothing really happens in Hungary. Yeah, occasional fine. political unrest and refusing refugees. But apart from that, nothing really. I mean, it's everybody though, except Germany. Yeah, Germany been real good. Good old Germany. Germany has a spotless record. <laughs> I can't make these jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. Tim, how would you feel about wrapping up this episode with a little bit of wrapping up? Um, wrapping if you know, up. If you know what I'm. I do. Them. I do understand what you you're saying. saying. You want to drop a beat? I don't know which one to do. Hip hop C. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Play it. Oh. I think we wrapped oh. up with this one last time. Jeez, maybe. Can you can you hear it? Yeah, I can it's, hear. It. I it's got in it. your ears. Yeah. I. You want to set us off? Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here oh. we go. Here we go. Yo, we're talking about flaws. Let me pause, waiting for you guys to give us a round of applause. No claws necessary when I'm talking about Santa Claus, huh? Because I love that guy. He gives me presents that make me smile wide. Unlike all of my social situations, which just make me feel bad, huh? Talking about vibrations make me feeling really, really mad. And when I feel really mad, and when I feel really sad, I just remember, <laughs> I don't have a dad. I thought you were going to say that. Wow. We Very flawless. Nice. I... I thought I was a sensitive physicist, but maybe I'm a closeted narcissist. I don't know, man. I just make YouTube videos and get millions of views. What do I know? Is that what makes me so cynical? What makes me not care about other people? Probably, actually. But I think it started before that, way back in the day, because I didn't care about people long ago. Why? I don't really know. I was stayed at home all the time. Didn't give people any time of mine. But then I went to school. And I met a lot of fools, and I didn't like them either. That didn't help. Oh, well. But then I went to college, found some cool peeps. Some people to comfort me when I sleep. That's not actually what they did. It had to rhyme. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Anyways, I learned that people are cool, but maybe I never really understand them. I'm a fool, I guess. To think that I can bless them. Eh, I got some good things about me. Some bad things, too. See? Take me what I am, but I'll try to change and become a better man. Uh. Yo, you say you got some good things about you. Ha. Huh. And I don't even want to try and doubt you. Ha. Huh. Because you're a really good friend, man. You be there to the end, man. I we lost you. our beat. No, man, we just let it go out. I love you too. I love you, man. You're good, you're good boy. You. Guys, remember so that's to, uh, shut up, hip hop beat. Guys, remember to go on the iTunes and rate and review the show. Yeah. Um, if you're listening on Patreon right now. That's not where you listen to things. That's uh, can we can we post these to Patreon? I, think I we do can. post yeah, these okay, to Patreon. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. So you can actually listen on Patreon, but you're listening through SoundCloud onto Patreon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if y'all are listening on the SoundCloud, make sure to leave a comment. Uh, maybe like the thing and share it with your friends. Yep. And uh, if you're not listening on any of those platforms, what? How? Uh, how? Yeah. I guess YouTube. You could be on YouTube. Yeah. If you actually, if you are not an iTunes person, if you're a, an Androidsman, uh, let us know what your preferred Apple or your preferred non-Apple app for listening to podcasts is, and we will see about putting it on there. Yeah, because we know, we's, we's Applesmen, and that we don't know these things. This is just the world we know. This we is the really world get our, we live in. Can we get our fact checker to check that? Taylor, Taylor, can you can you tell us where to put podcasts? Yeah, that would be nice. Actually. Don't you send me a message that says right up your bum hole because I'll be mad. Did she do that last time? No, but I mean, if someone sent me that, if someone oh. asked me where I could, where they could put podcasts, I would probably be like, put where the sun don't shine. Towards, I thought she would be she like, just, come on. I'm just gonna start sending you random texts that say put it up your bum hole with a no context. Oh man, you'd not be the first one. That's our show. Thanks for watching. Patreon.com slash up for discussion. Support the show. Yay. Ah, do you want to play us out? Um, Give us some like journey or something. Don't give up. It's just the weight of the world. When your heart's heavy, I, I will lift it for you. Don't give up Because you want to be heard When silence keeps you I, I will lift it for you Everybody wants to be heard That might not be it Well I can hear you Everybody wants to be loved Don't give up Because you are loved You are loved You are loved Josh. Are we fading this out? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> hmm.